1: Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy.
2: And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In In a
1: small trailer.
2: Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts.
1: We are about to get on the road again.
2: On the road again. We're heading to the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable. That's right. In Montrose, Colorado. Absolutely. so. So it's a bunch of us entrepreneurs who are basically... Sitting around figuring out how to better serve you.
1: That's right. And we're gonna be in Colorado for that. Yep. Not close enough to my family to visit, but that's okay. We did that a lot in July, so we will do it again now that we live closer since today, the day that we're recording, we're also closing escrow on our house in New Mexico. Yeah.
2: We will close escrow on our New Mexico headquarters. So we're excited to start moving all of our junk out of the <laughs> rock and trailer yes into a house that's right so hopefully that will reduce the weight of our truck and trailer and we're going to talk about that next next week
1: week. that's right (laughs) we are you know we've been doing kind of a safety series and we have a special guest actually the same guest this week and next week yeah this week we're going to talk about fire safety and next week we'll talk about being overweight yeah Bob. being <laughs> overweight not
2: not any of you of course uh, and not even us individually <laughs> although truthfully we, we have been, been losing weight losing weight
1: so hopefully uh, that will help in our overall <laughs> rig weight i mean you know every little bit counts <laughs> right, right? <laughs> every little ton
2: counts that's what's going on here at the stressless camping podcast
1: and so we will be back right after this
2: sounds like fun mm-hmm.
1: Remember that time we followed our GPS and ended up at the top of a cliff overlooking the campground?
2: Yeah, I had to back the trailer down a mountain road.
1: Remember the time we went on that twisty, windy road and hit our awning on a tree?
2: Yeah, I do. But now those kinds of things aren't going to happen anymore thanks to RV Trip Wizard.
1: Right. RV Trip Wizard lets you plan your journeys before you go and then use their app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate that journey.
2: You can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops and Even read reviews of the campgrounds and places you want to go to. It all takes into account the size of your RV and more.
1: Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble.
2: If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on StresslessCamping.com where you can also listen to our interview with RV Trip Wizard and learn about the whole RV life suite. Now Now that's Stressless Camping. Camping.
1: Today we get to talk to Jeff Gaston again. Get to talk to him because uh, not that you all have heard from him, but we got to meet him. Well, we see him every time we go to an FMCA convention, of course, and then we also got to hang out with him at the Frog Rally and to get ourselves weighed, which we (laughs) will talk not personally,
2: (laughs) but our RV. Not our yeah, not personally. (laughs) Although I guess we were included in that. Right.
1: We will talk about that later maybe next week because we have a lot to say with Jeff and so this may take a while. So sit back, relax, and welcome Jeff Gaston from My RV School.
0: Hi, how y'all doing? I appreciate you having me on today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here.
2: So My RV School, let's start with that. Why don't you tell us a little about My RV School?
0: Certainly, I sure will. So what My RV School is, It is an RV school that handles pretty much all aspects of RV training for the owner. We offer hands-on driving lessons. We also offer pre-purchase consulting. We have a certified inspector on staff. Uh, We offer RV four-corner weighing. We also offer RV fire suppression systems we offer RV deliveries. If someone uh, can't drive their RV, we can deliver it for them, whatever the case may be. So anything and everything that's RV related, that's that's what we do, and we really focus on training, you know, education, seminars, and those sort of things.
1: Excellent.
2: We've seen you light yourself on fire at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> during presentations at the FMCA.
0: That's right. Well, <laughs> well, not on fire, but
2: <laughs> correct.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm actually not kidding to the audience who listens. Jeff does a really neat workshop where he demonstrates fire safety and lights himself on fire sort of torch
1: to his arm but we will talk more about that that. but before we do that jeff i have seen you in a couple (laughs) of let's say unique rigs that you travel in and i really want you to tell us some more about your buses
0: yeah okay so growing up i've uh, i was a grease monkey you know worked on Antique cars, race cars, restored cars. So I, I kind of carried that love on into my to my buses. So I believe the first bus that y'all saw me in, which we still own, is an '82 MCI conversion bus. It was it was over the road bus. It was converted. By a gentleman who used it for his band, uh, I was a third owner on that. So that was the first one y'all saw me in. Now my most recent purchase is an Eagle Bus model ten that was uh, started the same life as a you know over the road coach, but then it was converted into a, a band tour bus, and it's been used by the Eagles by New Kids on the Block, uh, by Ric Flair, a couple other wrestlers out of the uh, Charlotte, North Carolina area. So it definitely has, they both have their unique histories. Wow. (laughs)
1: Nice. So it's not just that you like buses, but you also have got to have some famous buses.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the stories, you know, people like you know what about this? What about that? It, and I like them because they stand out. You know, there's nothing yeah. else like it in the area. Yeah,
2: I was when we were at the FMCA rally recently. You had the one that was used by the Eagles, and I got to tour it. And I, what does it sleep like? 14 people or something like that?
0: Well, it has 12 bunks uh, in the middle. It has accommodations for two to four more people in the lounge and then a couple more people up front. So yeah, you could pack, you know, 15 people to sleep in it, but you could probably get, I'd say, 20, 25 people in here if you needed to to get somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> <It's, it's, laughs> You could get the Brady
2: Bunch and 8 is Enough all on tour together. Partridge, or the Partridge throw family. Throw the Partridge
1: family yeah. right on there. <laughs> yeah, let's
0: see, let's see if we can make that happen. I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sounds good. They're neat buses. I mean, I, they stood out at the FMCA rally such that I know the FMCA had several pictures that they shared right. of the buses. They did.
1: So you still have both buses and you're only traveling in one, so you have a home base still where you keep the other, the non-traveling one, or is someone else... In your team out there on the other bus on the different part of the country.
0: Well, that's a great question. So eventually, that's what we're looking at doing. You know, having multiple teams go out on multiple RVs. Home base for us is in Tampa, Florida area. The inspector that works with us uh, has an RV that she's going to be traveling in. Our weighing teams are going to be traveling in their own RVs as well. So we're, we're pretty much going to be, uh, you know, RV centric as far as being out there on the road, just providing our education and training and all of our programs to as many RVers as we can reach.
1: Excellent. That's great.
2: So that brings us circle round to my RV school. When did you start it?
0: So I originally had the idea and concept uh, back in 2015. You know, things were showing really good, promising results. And then in, in sixteen, I I quit the corporate world, if you will, and started going full time running the MyRV school company. And it's just been it's just been great. We have corporate sponsorship from Michelin and Blue Ox. So we, we're really glad to have them on board with us now for a couple of years. And you know, it just I think it just helps us better represent the RV industry when you have corporations like that backing you and standing behind you.
2: Right. Yep. As part of that, you also do fire suppression. That's part of the education. Correct. So tell us about that because that's really how we got to know you is through that avenue.
0: I absolutely would love to. So a little bit of the history of the systems that we sell uh, and are involved with it started back in the mid '90s in the old GMC industry, the old GMC coaches a company called Firefight Products. A gentleman named Mac, the fire guy, that some of your viewers or some of your listeners may recognize that name. So we always had a fire safety program with my RV school. Uh, we just didn't have any products or anything to go along with it and so i met mac the fire guy he was getting out of the business so we agreed to take on the product line and and it's been going you know gangbusters ever since you know the first system that i know of that's been in the rv industry we've been there the longest their automatic deployment systems are actually cylinders they're not what other folks may think of, you know, the, the the glass balls or the tubes or anything like that. It's actually foam and gas systems are automatically deployed, non-toxic, biodegradable, human and pet kid friendly safe. And it's just a great product. Uh, we're the only system that can be monitored on a tire pressure monitor system as well. Huh. It's pretty amazing since I came on with the product, the advances that we were able to make through that. So it's <laughs> Pretty awesome, you know, that, and we take safety and education very serious, you know, at my RV school. So that's why you see me do the the demo with the foam on my arm and the the (laughs) blowtorch. Yeah, so that's,
2: we've alluded to that a couple of times. So you take the fire suppression product and then you effectively kind of light your arm on fire but it
0: doesn't light on fire but
1: because you've already sprayed your arm right, with foam right you've sprayed your you arm show with that foam so that that foam will not catch fire <laughs>
0: Right. And the reason that I do that, as crazy as it sounds, you know, I guess really no sane person would be in the RV industry to start with because of (laughs) what sane person attaches their house to wheels and drags it down the road, you know? (laughs) Well, that's why we're in the
2: business, because we're a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs
0: ourselves. (laughs) But I've realized, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, it's allowed me to, to step back and realize, you know, RVers we we can't move like we used to. We're not as mobile. We don't have the dexterity like we used to. So heaven forbid someone would have an issue getting out the window. What do we have out there that could help them still get out? And And, you know, and that's why I do that demo to show that, you know, it is effective to protect your skin, your clothes. You know, that's why I use a paper towel, you know, before and after the foam, just to show that it does protect you and it does prevent you from serious damage. I mean... Mm-hmm. You know I when I do that I still feel the heat right because it's still 400 plus degrees right but it doesn't it doesn't leave any burns other than just like a sunburn right and that's what really I think really sets the message home for people the great use and what a great product that it is so
2: since not everyone has had the benefit of seeing the demo one of the things I think people don't realize is where RV fires tend to start?
0: The product is firefight product. It's our handheld fire extinguisher. It's a foam fire extinguisher. And the great thing about it is it, you know, when people talk about fires, you talk about the fire triangle, you have to have fuel, heat and air. And what the foam does, it removes all three legs of that fire triangle. It'll cool it down. So it removes you know the heat, it smothers it, so it removes the air. And if there's any flammable products, oil, gasoline, diesel, it neutralizes that as well. So it, it pretty much removes all three legs of the fire triangle so that a fire can no longer exist. Because of that, that's what puts that protection, that barrier between the fire and my skin or the clothing, or the paper products, or whatever that I use for my demonstration at the time, that's what allows it to not catch on fire again.
2: Right. And so it's a handheld, sort of like a fire extinguisher, effectively.
0: It is exactly a fire extinguisher. It's certified for A, B, and C. Those are listed on the can. So it's a regular fire extinguisher. It's a lot easier to to clean up. It's water cleanup than a dry chemical or powder fire extinguisher. My experience with using the powder fire extinguishers in the past is it doesn't always reduce the reignition point, right? So you, you could use your dry chemical fire extinguisher for five or six seconds and put the fire out, but if it's hot, it'll still flare right back up. If it's still flammable, it could flare back up. Right. Our cans on average have a continuous dispersion of about 20 seconds. So, you know, you have a lot of time with it being aerosol. If there's multiple ignition sources, you can, you know, go from one to the other to the other where you can't really do that with the the powder dry chemical type.
1: We've talked before about fire extinguishers and how the fire extinguisher in your RV Well, we'll talk in a minute about the fact that it's by the door where you're trying to get to anyway. (laughs) Also, you know, even if they show, the little gauge shows green because there's still pressure in there, we've learned that the powder packs itself down with the jiggling and nobody thinks to take it out and shake it up and keep it loose and make it. And so perhaps the fire extinguisher that you're carrying in your RV isn't gonna work anyway. So tell us how the can that you have works, you know, does it expire? Does it settle? You know, how does it work?
0: Great points. The fire extinguisher in, in most RVs, they are the dry chemical powder. And like you said, it can compact. Uh, what we have found out is also they are subject and have been subject to recalls for whatever reason. I think the most recent one was uh, because of the trigger mechanisms, which is fine. I mean, you know, they're they're there to do the job. But like you said, for all those reasons, the powder compacts. You don't have enough time to use that extinguisher. Uh, if the gauge is in, I've personally had some that the gauge was in green, and I needed to put out a fire, and about two seconds of powder came out, and that was it. You know, so Eesh. they, they're yeah, they're out there. That's what everyone's used to, so that's why they're still in the industry. Our fire extinguishers are under pressure. They're an aerosol type can and so they hold pressure. So, like I, I mentioned earlier, if I put a fire out in front of me and I keep going and there's another one that flares up, well, I still have pressure on that can. I can still keep using that extinguisher until it finally runs out of pressure. With the dry chemical, you don't have as much firefighting capability as we do in the aerosol can. And as you you spray it, you keep losing that pressure with the dry chemical. So and that's why we just prefer foam over, over all of it. Um, our foam product, it doesn't expire. So that's another good thing that we have. That is good.
1: Also, I mean, I know they're not unlimited volume in there, but if you just have a teeny tiny fire on the stove, let's just say, and you spritz it and it goes out, that can is still good for the next time that you need it.
0: It is. Now, technically, it's empty at that point but because it's aerosol it still does have all that pressure yes you that's the benefit of having the aerosol foam is like i said you can spritz it here you can spritz it there you can spritz it there as long as you know that now instead of 20 seconds now i have maybe 15 and then right, i have right
1: it's probably better not to try and just count those out just yeah. <laughs> just get a new can <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. well right but, but but like you said you know you have a little fire you can spritz it put it out that can still good that can is still it can still put a fire out just realize you're not going to have the full 20 seconds but you're still you still have a better tool than you would with the dry chemical because once you spray that most of the time you don't have anything left
2: right right the bottom line the fire extinguishers that come with your rv really don't anticipate relying on that that that's the message we keep hearing over and over and I mean it's just a universal truth
1: we just remind people that that fire extinguisher is to get you out of the rig if something on the actual RV catches fire don't try to put it out especially if you're awakened in the middle of the night and you're still half asleep just work on getting yourself out Yep. but also I want to go back to the installed systems they are designed so that you don't have to maybe necessarily be being the person to put out the fire. They put the fire out for you.
0: Correct, they are automatically deployed systems. We use two different heat temperature ranges. Um, It does not have to be a direct flame on our thermal switches, uh, like some other systems. It can also be a thermal event in a compartment, so it can just get hot enough to soften that plug to discharge it because let's say you have a piece of electrical equipment well it's it's getting past its normal operating temperature getting ready to catch on fire melt down if it gets hot enough to the to the thermal plug uh, limit it's going to discharge and cool that unit down extinguish anything that may be acting up And with ours being able to be monitored on a tire pressure monitor system, so you have real-time alerts day or night if any of your automatic systems have been deployed.
2: I think a lot of people may not realize just where fires tend to start. They don't start... Well, some do, of course, in the kitchen, because I've seen how some people cook. Hey, no, I'm not was putting any fingers. <laughs> hey, burnt toast
0: is burnt toast, right? <laughs>
2: That's right. But uh, I think a lot of them start in places that are kind of hidden, and you don't realize something's going wrong until you smell it or, even worse, see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In in my experience, my research, you know, a lot of that starts in the wiring, you know, 12-volt wiring, you know, low volts, high amperage. A lot of time it's a direct connection to the source. Uh, it may or may not have any fuse or or breaker protection. I knew some people that had a screw from the manufacturer going through the wall chafed one of the wires and every so often that wire would bounce off of that screw as we're going down the road and it it finally caught it finally stopped and arced itself to that screw and then and then caught on fire Eek. 110 volt wiring is another source of um, transfer switches i had someone share a story with me that they watched a gentleman back his rv into a site plugged it in was going around doing his normal setup, the campsite, and just in that short amount of time, the transfer switch caught on fire and caught his RV on fire. You know, also engines, diesel engines, believe it or not, you know, if the fuel gets pushed out of the fuel rail or the lift pump and it's atomized, that could also be a source of of ignition. I had another gentleman that had, had one of our systems installed in his engine compartment. His alternator caught on fire. Our system put The fire out, because our systems are foam, back there in the engine compartment, the only piece of equipment that needed to be replaced was his alternator. Had that been a dry chemical, it probably would have... Pretty much would have uh, destroyed the entire engine compartment. When you add water to that stuff, it does become a corrosive or a caustic, uh, you know, type material. So, there are still some issues: uh, refrigerators catching on fire, dash wiring, generators. You know, it, it it boils down to what we found out is, you know, just take care of the RVs, cleanliness uh, behind your refrigerator compartments. Make sure there are no critters living in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Before you light your furnace or your water heaters, make sure there's nothing living in th- living in there. <laughs> right. Open up those doors and just kind of look around, uh, especially if you let your RV sit in storage for an extended period yeah. of time. Yeah. You know, critters have to go somewhere, uh, and most of the time, they like to go inside the RVs. So.
1: Yeah, it's warm and dry there. <laughs> yeah.
0: I want to go back to what you mentioned about you know fighting the fires and that was such a great point. We are not trying to make anyone firefighters. Right. We want you to fight the fire only if you have to do so to get out of the RV. Yes. I know it's an emotional thing. I mean, I've I've dealt with fire loss before and it it, it is emotional. My stuff, my things, listen, that's all replaceable. So, and that's what we we really like to convey in our, in our classes. Listen, we're not trying to make you firefighters. Here's our product. Use it if you have to, to get through the fire, to get out. Don't try to save the RV.
1: Yeah, that's right. The things in your rig are things you cannot be replaced. So you are what you need to focus on.
2: Yeah. And so- fire safety is basically you getting out
0: i hope we don't ever have to have someone share how great our product does but we do have folks that share photos and stories with us and you know i'm like wow i'm so thankful that that you're safe sorry about your loss but oh my gosh i'm so glad that we were able to be there to help you you know get through that and um, you know, we have folks that share stories and, and things like that with us all the time. And it just, I mean, my heart goes out, you know. And I'm just glad that, that, you know, we are safety focused and, and safety minded. You know, we, one of the topics that we talk about also is our fur babies. Yeah. Right. You know, the reality of having to get those out. So, you know, we have, you know, we, I think we really truly pride ourselves into if someone has, a, con- a concern about their windows or about an escape plan we as MyRV school employees take the time if it's in person over the phone via email we help them come up with an escape plan you know we we guide them towards products that they can use and this is a, a, a new release I'm about to tell you guys now for the first time so this is pretty exciting we've been Ooh. working for for an emergency escape ladder.
2: Oh, oh, that's brilliant.
0: So we we now have one. The product has been tested. So it is ready for release. It is lightweight. It's metal. It'll clamp right on your windowsills, fifth wheel owners, class A owners. It's perfect for your RV to help you get out.
2: Terrific. I mean, and that's one of the realities that I write about in my daily RV review, especially class A and fifth wheels, you're essentially on the second story.
1: Yeah, it's up there.
2: And I mean, unless you're one of the flying Walenda brothers, (laughs) you are not going to jump out of the second story window and be unscathed.
0: Right. You're absolutely right. And, And we encourage folks quarterly to practice, even if it's maybe not going out the window every time but at least just going to your escape windows opening them up to kind of retrain our our thinking retrain our evacuation plan because the last thing i want to find out is that you know someone got injured trying to get to the to the main entrance door when they were inches away from an emergency exit so we really encourage you to practice and with the fifth wheels and the class a rvs just like you said you know unless you can you know do a backflip there's a lot of apprehension of getting out one of those higher windows so that's why we we, it's been in development for uh, quite some time now and we finally have the product that's good ready to go and we're hoping it can just really reduce that anxiety so people can you know understand that hey this will work i can get out this window let's make it happen
2: that's uh, terrific that sounds like something the rv industry needs badly yeah so your system then is just to circle back to the fire suppression system it has like digital monitoring or how does it know
0: there's a fire our fire suppression systems uses a proven technology that's Oh man, been out there for probably close to hundred years with the commercial style sprinkler heads uh, that you see in buildings. Oh, uh-huh. so they use a thermal plug that by either a thermal event or a direct heat will soften and the pressure, it works like a spring at that point in time, uh, that plug Basically, holds the valve closed. And then, whenever the plug is softened or, or, you know, removed, that's what releases the extinguisher. Okay.
2: So it doesn't require electricity or anything like that.
0: No, it requires nothing but heat and like i said it does not have to be a direct flame now being in the industry the longest we also realize that different fires burn at different temperatures right they start at different temperatures that's why we have setting for the electrical fires and one for the right know combustible engine aqua hot gas diesel that sort of thing uh, type fires
1: and so they sit in a compartment where a fire is statistically most likely to start?
0: Yes, that's what we do. We, we can mount them in the compartment or, you know, our system can also be user installed, which a lot of our, the RV uh, customers that we have like as well. And then we we send them photos and, and walk them through the installation. You know, we give them everything that they need to install.
1: Okay. And exactly
0: just what you said. You install it and hope it never goes off. Right. <laughs> and then you go about your business.
2: Yeah. yeah. So that's good. So if it is an electrical fire and then you don't have power, that doesn't matter. It's still going to work just fine.
0: Yes, Absolutely. Oh, that's Absolutely. good. Okay.
2: Excellent. Good, good. That's good to know.
1: I do have another question that's not fire-related. And, <laughs> okay. and then I think in order to not overwhelm everybody, we will move on to RV weighing and tire safety next week. Yeah. But okay. before we go, I just have a couple more thoughts. You mentioned in your various services driving classes, and I know... That in the last two months, I have kindly and gently (laughs) reminded, and not that it has to be that it was a woman, but it just happens that three times I've told the woman, you need to be able to get in that rig and drive it, hook it up, and take it away from camp in an emergency situation. Yep. And there has been a, luckily not a a terrible emergency situation with one of our friends, but she did have to go to the hospital and her brother ended up having to come pick it up because (laughs) they didn't have. And so you have a driving school, driving classes. And I know that you usually teach those at the beginning of rallies and conventions, but I believe I also saw that you will do that kind of on a one-to-one basis.
0: And we do. So all of our hands-on driving lessons are exactly that. They are hands-on, one-on-one. And what I mean by that is we have an instructor that goes to your RV and teaches you, your spouse, your partner, your traveling companion, whatever your life looks like. We do that training in your RV because that's what you need to learn the controls on. Right. Just for the same reason that you mentioned is really what we focus on. Heaven forbid something should happen. Your mind frame is not going to be in the, I can be a safe RV driver. It's going to be in the emergency situation. So that's why we encourage everyone to get training And then get behind the wheel and drive a lot, you know, get used to it. So that way the controls are, they become, you know, second nature. While your mind may be focused elsewhere, you're actually physically going through the motions of getting that RV handled and safely and and operated safely.
1: Right. (laughs) And And I think that's really important. And like I said, I know, I know that there's a lot of people out there that have in a couple, they have one driver and one person who's never been behind the wheel and that's just
2: Yeah, that's and that's a big mistake. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that we always encourage people to join something like FMCA or scapees or whatever. And right. part of that is then attend the driving school that you guys do. Yeah. But it's I didn't realize that you did it individually as well.
0: And we do. And a lot of times, you know, you can catch us at the rallies or, you know, events to make that happen. But don't wait for that. I mean, reach out, call us. We send instructors all across the country to train people. Uh, we have, uh, men and women, uh, instructors, so whatever your preference is, we mm-hmm. can handle it. All of our instructors use a standardized training program. We all teach the same way. It's not how, you know, let's say if you were one of my instructors, it's not how you're used to RV and it's not how I'm used to RV and it's how, you know, I've researched and put together a training plan of, This is how all of the RV instructors are going to teach you so that it's all transparent. We're all doing the same thing and you're all learning the same great information.
2: Great. I like it. If you are, you know, if you travel in an RV, whether it's towable, motorized, whatever, all the people who are of legal driving age should be able to drive that thing away. Because we, as Peggy said, we know people who were involved in this situation where where the main driver became unable to perform their duty to drive and they were stuck. Yeah. And, you know, they're fortunate how it worked out, but you may be in the middle of montana or wherever the heck it is <laughs> it's good to know how to drive that rig and right, hook exactly. it up yeah. if it's towable or hook up a, a toad if you have that or wh- however your rv is done and that's super neat that you were able to work with the people on their exact rv
0: right and, and we've had folks that call that have called before and like hey Jeff, can you help get our RV back? Yeah, we'll send somebody out there to do that. You know, I had some, some people about a year ago that had a family member for all the same things that you just said was in the hospital. And now the primary passenger now becomes the primary everything. Yeah. You know, and, and we can teach that the rally that we just finished up. The wife wanted to learn how to drive. And I told the husband, OK, so you're not here for whatever that reason is. And we talked about hitching and unhitching and the equipment and all that stuff as part of that training. Uh, and then not only that, we follow up with emails, with checklists that we've developed for you to use in case that that happens, that you can just follow the steps and and really build that sense of confidence back up and be able to know that you have been trained and not only that, but know that we're here for you. We're only a phone call, text message, email away for anybody. So that's Uh, that's an
2: amazing service.
1: Yeah. So as I said, I don't want to overwhelm people with too much information. So what I'd like to do is tell us how... People can find you and get in touch with you. And then we will take a little break and sign off and come back next week.
0: Sounds great. So you can reach My RV School with our toll-free number, 855-697-8123. That's 855-MY-RV-123. We tried to make it really simple. <laughs> you, nice. can, yeah. you can also email Jeff at... MyRVSchool.com. You can email us at training at MyRVSchool.com. And we're also on Facebook, so you can reach out to us there as well.
2: And as always, we will put in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at stressuscamping.com We will put links to Jeff and My RV School. So if you are driving or,
1: yeah, or if happen you couldn't to write be down flying <laughs> or
2: skydiving and aren't able to write that down
1: yeah if you're skydiving and listening to this podcast more power to you
2: well you (laughs) never know where
0: somebody is yeah listen if they're skydiving listen to this take me let's go do it
1: (laughs) all right we will be right back We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too.
2: That's the FMCA and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits.
1: Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location.
2: But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more.
1: And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road.
2: Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years.
1: Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at stresslesscamping.com.
2: Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now Now that's Stressless Stressless Camping. Camping.
1: So Tony did something for me this week that I've been, not that it's only for me, but it's for both of us. But I have been asking since we got the camper because I really, really loved the keyless lock that we had on our previous camper.
2: Yeah, it's basically a keypad. So I replaced the latch on the door and I think a couple of weeks ago we shared with you the story of the our next-door neighbors at the FMCA rally where the latch on their motorhome actually failed, yes. right? They couldn't get in or out. Right, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And one of the things that is kind of universally true is like a lot of things on RVs the latch mechanism is not of the highest quality.
1: Sadly. True.
2: And theirs had a like a pot metal components that failed, and such they were not able to get in or out. The door was basically inoperable.
1: Now they were lucky because they have the type of motorhome that has van, you know, truck in the very front. And so they were able to get in and out through the passenger or the driver's seat. Whichever. Right, that is
2: known as a Class C.
1: Right, Class C. And they were able to get in and out through the cab of the RV until he was able to get over to the local dealer and buy... A replacement lock. It
2: was expensive. Yeah, it was. What we did is we went to RV Lock, and this is our second new handle from RV Lock. We put one in the previous Rockwood Mini Light, and now there's one in the present Rockwood Mini Light. Right. And what this is, is it is a hole replacement handle latch mechanism that you install and it is really easy. I did it with a screwdriver. That's all it takes. Yes. So you take out the old latch and these just fit right in the same spot. There was, in this case, absolutely no adjustment. It just, fit. it it was, if it took me five minutes, I think it'd be surprising. (laughs) Right. There are a number of advantages to these RV lock handles. One of those is they're just better made than what comes with your RV. Yeah. The other is it's a like a keypad so you can set your own code your own
1: code so we set our code to no just kidding
2: <laughs> 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 we yeah, did we set s- our
1: code to a number we both can remember correct and that way we don't have to carry a key around because we just have to remember our code
2: correct you know you type in your code and it unlocks your door it does come with one key fob so that can work as well and of course it comes with physical good old-fashioned keys right
1: and if you know tony you know he is so into remote control everything so i'm sure he's going to put that remote fob on his keys (laughs) they are (laughs) already there it's already there so he can open the camper from 20 feet away or i I don't know we haven't really tested how far away it works (laughs) but (laughs) Uh,
2: one of the things that i will say first of all two little tips here we found the renewed and refurbished section of RVLock.com, which is where we bought this. And I paid a lot less than what these normally would be charged. I think it was like uh, 150 bucks.
1: Because we bought it refurbished.
2: Yeah, it was refurbished. In other words, somebody bought the wrong lock and returned it. I mean, the packaging was just like new there was no evidence that this had ever been opened before Hmm. another thing i can say is our previous rv lock it was the same brand and it's in fact the same model and all that they have significantly improved the keypad
1: so maybe our numbers won't wear out
2: yeah our old (laughs) keypad the numbers wore out but rv lock was also good enough to provide a replacement pad and it's a really it was a relatively easy thing to replace but these seem completely differently designed and better great so that's the other thing so we'll put a link i really like these rv locks you know the quality of the whole mechanism is better you're not as likely to get locked in you can use the number pad or just a mechanical key and from inside it looks basically identical to Mm -hmm. the one that came with your rv but again a better product not cheap But that renewed and refurbished stores is the place to go. It's just like, I think, you know, we kind of like Apple products. But where I go is the renewed and refurbished store there, too, because I'm a cheapskate.
1: (laughs) So I just, like I said, I've been kind of waiting for the moment that we had the keyless entry because we had it for so long in the old camper that I got out of the habit of grabbing my keys as I was heading to the camper door (laughs) and it took me uh, probably a month of having this camper of walking up to the door remembering I needed a key going back to the truck where my keys were (laughs) so I'm just glad to not although we do still have to carry a key right now for now and we can report back on this later but we also tried to get some cam locks and we ended up with the wrong size so well they've
2: changed it the design has changed since our previous rig you know, we got the combination locks for the baggage doors also, but they didn't fit. But I have to say, I mean, this is a story into itself. <laughs> the instructions, we'll share it with you in the Stresses Camping podcast I, Facebook group. It was the most ridiculous.
1: There is no way. There is no way. I mean, I can figure out how to fix the combination on these locks. It's pretty Correct. it's pretty obvious to me how to do it. I could not Make those words on the piece of paper in any way tell me how to change the combination on the logic. No, there it was, were words, they were English words, they were in order, but not in any uh, kind of order that made sense to any. Yeah, it was
2: literally the worst <laughs> translation I have ever seen, and I've it seen was some bad crazy. ones, but literally. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, it made once- no sense. whatsoever. So somebody apparently did not use a good version of google translator whatever they used to make this instruction sheet on these key locks not the rv lock but the combination the locks combination for the baggage lock, doors yeah. oh my gosh they were <laughs>
1: it was pretty so funny bad. so thank you the youtuber out there who provided a better english translation <laughs> so well, that it we could have been worse. so that we could verify that we did know we actually did know how to do it but it was nice to You know, see actually someone say this is how you do it so that we could verify we knew what we were up to.
2: Yeah. Well, we have an RV of the week this week, and it is the Volare. For those of you who remember the 1970s when we were small wee lads and (laughs) glasses, there was a car from Plymouth called the Plymouth Velarde. And it was, it turned out not to be such a great car, but it was pretty, you know, they advertised the heck out of it sold the heck out of it. And now Jayco has the Volare. And the Volare is, if you're familiar with the Intech Terra line of travel trailers, which are a fantastic brand of all aluminum framed, really high quality trailers. Well, Jayco has a new trailer that, if it didn't have Jayco stickers on, you would swear it was an Intech product. Hmm. The way, Intech has a very unique style in that the front kinda angles forward. Like it's in a big old hurry to get there. (laughs) And this Volare is, it's exact copy of that look. I mean, it isn't just a blatant ripoff. There's no other way to put it. (laughs) But what this is, it is part of the Jay Feather line. It was announced at the Jayco Dealers conference. And it's an exceptionally high-end, single-axle, small, trailer so uh, among other things it does not have an air conditioner on the roof it has an air conditioner mounted in the body of the trailer it is a fiberglass roof it's really different in how this is built it's got a nautilus water management system which is sort of like a fifth wheel Oh. Um, it has some really high-end uh, corner stabilizer giants. So basically, a uh, tankless water heater. It's top-of-the-line pieces and build in this trailer. So it's 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 literally Jayco taking their guns and firing them directly <laughs> at Intech. And I think that's a little lousy uh, from my standpoint i wish you know just think of your own stuff but by the same token these the uh, jaco j feather volades are interesting trailers we'll see how they do they're going to be priced at the upper end of the market but they're going to have higher end features so it'll be nice because you'll be able to buy a jaco and you'll be able to have a small trailer that is not the lousiest trailer you know it's I, i'm seeing a trend that started with Rockwood Flagstaff where they had the small trailers, and this happens to be the GeoPro ePro line, that are high-quality, high-content models. And now other companies like Jaco are doing this as well. Yep. But at least Rockwood and Flagstaff thought of their own appearance. <laughs> Jaco, they just went to the Xerox machine Do they
1: still have those? Hey, they found something that looked good and people liked it, so...
2: So they ripped it off. (laughs) And I'll have a link to the article I wrote about that.
1: So right as you were talking, our air conditioner came on. And that can help lead me to our maintenance reminder. Yeah, it's
2: like the air conditioner is <laughs> looking at our notes here. Yeah, thank and you, air yeah, conditioner. Yeah, Thank you, air
1: conditioner. Now, of course, we just got the WACO air conditioner silencer yeah. recently. So we know that our filters are relatively clean because they've only been up there a couple weeks. But I just wanted to pop in with a reminder that if, if you've been camping in the heat, which... Most of us have right now because it's been been a hot summer. Those air conditioner filters have been working really hard for you, and you should do them the favor of taking them down and cleaning them. Yeah. Or better yet, replacing them with Wacko filters.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And we talked about that in our gadget palooza a couple weeks ago. And so if you are interested in getting some replacement filters, you can find the information there. But if you don't want to replace them, at least take them down. Give them a little gentle cleaning so that they are not choking as they try to <laughs> condition the air for you
2: yeah it makes a big difference in how your air conditioner performs so depends on how your rig is configured but typically they're right there on the face of the air conditioner yep all right we're talking ham baby
1: ham mm, yummy last <laughs> 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 last week i don't remember if we used the word ham but i asked if you use cbs and cbs and hams they're different but you know kind of a Similar sort of toy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, okay.
1: Or tool, as it may be. So that's the question that we asked if you use one. And I'd say that we were sort of evenly divided between people who use one, people who don't use one, and people who used to use one. Yeah. A lot of people had stories about. When they spent more time on the road or when they were over-the-road drivers or things like that. And they used to use one. And I know my my grandfather, not that he was any kind of over-the-road, but we liked it when we were out in the desert and when we were driving to go camping. But my grandfather kind of, it kind of became a daily hobby. And he <laughs> had his rig set up in the kitchen. And my grandma didn't like listening to it all the time. So he built a, a room on the back of the house. That was the CB room or the radio room, and when he wanted to listen to the radio, he was relegated to behind closed doors so she didn't have to listen (laughs) to, to the chatter. Some people say that that's why they like it, because they like to listen to the chatter. Some people say that's why they turn it off or don't use one, because they don't like the mindless chatter. So, again, no wrong answers. We were just curious, and Tony has been gathering information about getting a ham license and yep. we know that our friend Brian locally has a ham license, so maybe that will be a little bit more impetus to get that going so we can say, hey, Brian, want to come over for a beer? Yeah. Break a break <laughs> and then half the neighborhood will show up whatever, that heard right? it. Right. All the truck drivers the will be pulling will pull up. In.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Did you I'm say here beer? Come for a beer, good buddy. That's my 20.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. So this week... You know, we got to talk to Jeff, who we meet all the time at rallies. So we were starting to wonder, what is your best takeaway from an RV gathering, an RV rally convention, whatever?
2: We have decided ideas about this. And of course, you can answer our question of the week, as well as join others in a great discussion over on the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. Big name.
1: Big name. Big fun. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And also you can go to our website and sign up to join the newsletter. I hope that some of you did. Last week when we announced that we were going to be doing a giveaway, we did pick a name and that person has received an email and hopefully they will respond back. And they'll receive an item from the Nature Soup Company.
2: Yep. Our newsletter has links to the stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most out of the RV experience. Just visit our website and you can sign sign up and if you if it's not your first visit there's always a sign up form at the bottom and of course we do only send one email per week period i will say wowzers Palooza, a lot of you have joined our newsletter family, so thank, thank you.
1: Thank you, yeah. And
2: we hope to continue to provide value to you that way too, as well as on our podcast. Anything we do. That's, that's our goal.
1: And then while you're on the website signing up for the newsletter, you can find the notes, the show notes for this episode, which is number 167 on the podcast page.
2: At StresslessCamping.com, which is also where you'll find discounts and deals on the best things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure.
1: Hey, and if you've got a great deal for our audience, let us know and we will work on that.
2: Yep, and of course, you know we're in all the social places, but you can start at stresslesscamping.com and there's all the links at the top to jump off to you know, all the places you enjoy wasting time.
1: Also, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping podcast, it's free. It's free to subscribe on any podcast catcher and we are saving you A seat around our virtual campfire.
2: And a review will help others find this podcast. And the more listeners that we get, well, the better the guests continue to be.
1: That's right.
2: Thank you. Thank you. With that, we appreciate your joining us once again this week. We hope you had a great Labor Day, a great summer, and will continue to enjoy some stressless camping. In fact, happy happy camping. camping!
0: We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stress-less camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!